This is something I keep getting asked all the time is people are always asking me what podcast uh, do I listen to? And I don't listen, believe it or not, I don't listen to ourselves that often unless I said something really stupid the day before and I'm like, I want to hear how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you want to know damage control. Right, yeah. yeah. Or if we do something kind of edgy, I kind of want to see like how how it's received and how we delivered it. So that, uh, But if I'm not listening to or critiquing- yeah. But we get all, I hate listening to you guys yeah. you know, too much. I do. I get tired of hearing myself. Yeah. I get tired of hearing you guys for sure. Uh, what I don't get tired of though is listening to my boy uh, Jordan over at Art of Charm so if you have not like we had him on the episode not too long ago we met probably three four months before that and we hit it off right away guys super cool talk about a great interviewer I listen to him a lot myself because I like to listen to how he interviews his guests because Mm -hmm. he's been doing this for so long and he's so fucking good at it he's got some incredible guests too incredible guests one of my he just had crazy entrepreneur Tony Hawk was in 575 so Episode 575, he does Tony Hawk. Talk about a, if you haven't listened to Art of Charm and Jordan yet, listen to his interview with Tony Hawk. That episode was badass. Can you pour another drink? There's please? something in a second, but here, this is something really yes, important. I already yeah, did. You, can you not do it? Same I time? want, I want, I need to give, send out a message to our listeners right um, now. A what message? kind of very message? important message? Because our, our ultimate Are we going to write it in the sand because or like uh, behind one of those like uh, uh, airplanes that write it in the clouds? No, but that's a – I'm glad you went there. But Thank no. you to text What to we need to – what we <laughs> what our main goal here is is to – Will sp- you. Is to spread – You know what I mean? The word – Marry us. Of fitness and health. We want to make – at the end of the day, if we can make more people healthy and fit – we're happy. That's all we want to do. But we need your help. This we is do. what this is we what we're going to ask you to do. Absolutely. This is what we're going to ask you to do. We need your help. Okay. Take a friend. Get, I, know, I have a friend. Take a, you got a friend. Yeah. You're looking at him. You're like, look, man. No, it's a girl. Whatever. Yeah. You, you, you're unhealthy or you're fat or you need to move more or you need more strength or like, you, like I, I, can, I want to help you out. This yeah. is what you do. Go to okay. mindpumpmedia.com. Enroll in the MAPS Super Bundle. Hmm. So now you've got... Everything that you could possibly need to help your friend, take that and gift them. Wow. Gift your friend. Who doesn't want to do nice things like that? The MAPS Super Bundle. And this month, anybody who enrolls the MAPS Super Bundle gets the No BS six-pack formula and the occlusion guide. That's no bullshit, people. For free. Damn, that's like icing on the cake. For free. So, this is what I want you to ask yourself. Sometimes you have to ask yourself tough questions. Mm. Are you a good friend or not? Wow. Are you truly you're a good friend? You're going to put me friend? on the spot like that. If you're a good friend, that's what you're going to do. You're but listen, go, I care about people. You're going to go to mindpumpmedia.com. You're going to buy your friend the MAPS Super Bundle. By the way, mm. sometimes you have to be your own friend. I see. So maybe you get yourself one too. Love yeah. yourself. So get MAPS Super Bundle for you, MAPS Super Bundle for your friend. That's two programs for two amazing people. We love you. I Mind feel like pump. I just got two hugs. Mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Whose idea was it to be inebriated with this episode? Uh, I don't know. I think our forum. You know, we uh, a lot of people have been talking about- No, no Adam, it was your idea. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. Uh, why, yeah, you know, I like exactly. I like how you like to you like to give away the credit you're not sure about. You're like, you know what? This could be a really bad idea. Well, let's go ahead and tell the audience that this was happening. <laughs> yeah. like, anything we do that was brilliant and smart it was like, hello, you know, what? hello, hello, there yeah, there he is. is he on? Oh, turn him up. Yeah, fuck you. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys. Listen, Justin. Yeah, just be clear here. Yeah. I like the way you look. 
He talks. <laughs> he's making fun. He's doing the fat stuff. Yeah. I like it. Listen. Because you like him thick. That's why. I have no complex at all. He doesn't. So I say bring it, bitch. You know why, you know why Justin's the worst person? Like if I were to like, let's say I were to talk shit about someone because, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm more, I'm more ripped than you are. Yeah. Because he can go in the gym and beat me at everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so and that, so fuck you. that's more manly. Yeah, this is I would rather I would rather lose a ripped contest than a fucking exercise contest. Well, when you guys all left, I gotta be honest, <laughs> when you left the other day, I was the only one in here and I had to try those big Indian clubs. I almost ripped my shoulder off. Like literally, <laughs> you don't just jump right to I, those things. Dude. Well, I, I I started with the small. one. I knew better than to do that. Right? I didn't like go. Hey, you know what? Let me pick these big fuckers up and swing dynamically with my shoulders. I at least did the. I at least did the threes or fives, whatever you call those, and then the next level up. So I did the the, the two before, and I thought, okay, I got this. I wonder how long yeah, it's going to be before I got this. before we need to change the name of them because people are going to get offended. That they're what? Indian clubs? Indian clubs. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll need to call them some. Fuck it. Fuck, Why would you be fuck offended everybody that? gets so That's offended. What uh, you know what? I feel like do we're- you play, Do you play we're more, Indian music? What, we're more PC it? than yeah, every other podcast that I listen to. Yeah. Every other podcast I listen to, racial slurs, fucking sexist shit, yeah, like yeah, yeah. everything. I mean, yeah. maybe we drop the F-bomb more than, than, than a lot of podcasts, yeah. but- I think we're pretty PC for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah. And yeah. let me tell you, our audience does not hesitate to let us know when we're not. <laughs> Fucking email right away. You're hemorrhaging their well, this female is space. audience because you talk about boners. Yeah. Dude, this is, <laughs> this is a space, though, that's like... It's in like the health, like service kind of industry. Like you don't get people that are assholes. You know, everybody's trying so hard to be like, you know, oh, like I'm so gentle with you, and let's take you through this health. It's not real, bro. Like nobody wants to talk shit and be like, hey, man, you know, you're not doing it because you're not fucking doing it. Well, forget forget talking shit. It's just not real. That, That this whole this is what I know is that from all the years that we've been in fitness, you you see like. There's this trend right now of, and it, it falls right in line, a line with like just normal America too. Not even just fitness, just this, you know, overly sensitive. And we're, we're so care, and I get it because 30 years, 20, 30 years ago, we were fucked up, right? People were unbelievably over the top, discriminated, and were racist, sexist. Made you, up a word there, uh, discriminative. I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love you for that. Let me tell you something. Even 30, though you call me fat, I still love you. 30, 30, you know I mean? 30 years ago, we were discriminative. <laughs> discriminative. <laughs> Wait, wait, big and word. Now, hey, now I remember, big word, go fast. Now I remember why I stopped drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it just it only it amplifies your brain down. I love it though; it's the I, best. So yeah. I got to tell you guys, I have another street steam room story. Is it, it continued from no, our last? No, this morning is it a new character that's the, involved? It is. It is a new character that I have not seen before. Okay, who uh, came in this morning? God, the steam room is such an interesting place. Well, before you go to this hmm. story, I'm curious. Have you ran into the the old man lately? I yes. Mean, okay, so you've mm-hmm. seen him since the last. I time. see him, and there's now. Does uh, he actually work out, or does he just steam? I've only seen him in the in the locker room in the steam room, and I. I, I can tell now, like it's he's he's dominated me, like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> we walk by, and you know when two dogs Do you meet, lower your head a little bit. Yeah, you know when two dogs yeah. meet and they like fucking they posture like up. You make then, eye contact, but then you lower. And then the one eyes. of them dominates them, and then yeah. from that point on, when the two yeah. dogs meet, the 
pussy dog rolls over. Right. You know what I mean? Oh. Or whatever. Like, yeah, so you showed him your belly. That's me now. <laughs> you showed like, him your belly. I walk by and I'm like, yeah, and I'm just kind of like, <laughs> his feet are up in the air and his hands. Wouldn't it be funny if Sal actually got down on the floor, rolled on his back? Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be like, awesome. Fuck, man. Yeah. Like, you just dominated. You know, you mean you're 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 the you're the alpha That's in the situation. Yeah. Well, let's come so on. So I'm thinking about fighting him in the parking lot. Here's I need to find a way. nipples that I need are on f- my stomach. I need to find a way just to submit, bro. He's got ears on you, man. That's, I mean, just think where you'll be at. Can you imagine if I did fight him and he kicked my ass? Yeah, some like kung fu master. Yeah, that would probably. Yeah, that's yeah. some old man shit though. You're, yeah. you're only good at that once you like get some age under your belt. God damn it! Anyway, so I'm in the lo- I'm in the, sh- the steam room today, and an old, you know, white dude comes in. Old old regular dude comes in. The immediately the first thing I notice is not everybody walks in the steam room naked. Most people wear a towel. Well, this guy going in, he gave no fucks, buck ass naked. Yeah. With the grayest, most biggest bush I've ever seen in my life. Whoa! Yeah, it was um. a huge. It was a huge plume. So it's not like gray it was undeniable. Like no, no, no. It stuck out. It was. It was. Yeah. A, it was literally a plume. Okay. Like it, it, okay, you ever watch videos of like those old black and like white a treasure, like a frosty, like forest. a treasure trove or so. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> like you're going through Siberia. A plume. Now it's a plume of pubic hair. You know, it's, it's a, plu- a fresh storm of <laughs> snow. Uh, it's a plume because you ever. Watch I make those- up words and then you throw weird ones in weird it's fucking a, places. No, no, no. A plume describes. Let me explain. What, trove let me explain yes, for, a, a, for a second. Let me <laughs> take. Let me teach you what plume means. Okay. You ever watch those old black and white videos of, of an atomic bomb going off and there's that big fucking smoke. It That's looked, a plume. Okay, uh, a, mush, so, a mushroom. See, I think plume yes. like a taking cloud. like a, a bunch of powder and just poof, you know throwing it at your that face. That could be a plume, right? So if from far away, so could obviously seventy year old pubic hair too. Yeah. So this from, could also a be a plume, plume of pubic hair. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't want to be a part. So of that. from far away, if you squint a little bit, it can look like a bunch of steam or something like it's that white. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, what is is that fog right around your dick? But no, it's grape. It's not fog. It's pubes yeah so that's the yeah. first thing i noticed right because that's where your eyes go immediately when a dude's walking around naked doesn't matter if you're straight or gay for whatever reason it just happens like oh you're naked there's your dick there it is it was gray pubes yeah so he comes in and he's weird he's a little bit weird i can sense mm. he's not a hundred percent normal white guy white guy mm. old guy probably 70 like he's that old right okay because he's a little yeah. saggy in the in the L- elbows. liver spots on the head um he was actually kind of fit, which I was for a second. I was like, I want to tell this guy he's kind of fit. You know what I mean? While he's naked, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's why probably I didn't. not a good yeah, idea. Yeah, that's why I didn't do it. Yeah, and good, because good he's call, weird. Though. And hey, because man. he's weird. Yeah, because yeah. he walks hey, bro. in. Yeah, <laughs> you look great. Yeah. You look yeah. great. Yeah. Looking tight. <laughs> so looking tight naked. There, yeah. So he walks yeah. in. And Definitely he's, a come on. And he's got so these kind of. Another man tells you, you look great while you're naked. It's this is a fucking come on for sure. Listen, whatever you do in the gym is working. Really? Yeah. I've had a couple guys tell me that while I was naked. Hundred percent. Come on. Really? Wow. Yeah, there's rules. That's very flattering. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with another man complimenting them. I do this all the time. I just, I wait till they're clothed. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh, because you don't yeah, want to yeah. be. Just you know, be, I got caught in a moment. This is a real story, right? So I was like. I'll put my story on hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm going <laughs> to He's going to chop gonna it all hijack up. your story with the story, and it's going to be like two minutes. He's, he's going to hijack it and then forget yeah. it halfway through. It. We know, just kidding. Go we know. ahead, Sal. No, no, no. no go, 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 go. Yeah. So I, uh, I was a new trainer going into Gold's Gym, and. I basically was like showing somebody this this uh, trigger point technique with with the cane, you know. And so I <laughs> cocaine. Yeah. So this guy was asking me, and I didn't know he was gay or anything. You know, no big deal. Whatever. 
uh, one, one of my other friend's clients. And like, so he saw me doing like these techniques with one of my clients. And so we go into the locker room. So you're using his walking cane to no, no, fucking. No, 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 no. The cane, like, you, you know, the one that curls oh, back on the your back. Quest, the question mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, you do. You call it the cane. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, fucking you do lost trigger me. point kind like, of therapy I, with that. Didn't you picture him with an old man's cane fucking sticking it in someone's no, back? You're still right thinking now? old man. He's yeah, not no. old man. No, I knew exactly what he was talking so about. So when I come into the locker room, right? So he's butt naked. And I just, you know, didn't think anything of him. Like, whatever, it's a locker room. You know, dudes are naked. And he's like, oh, yeah, hey, what are you doing with that, uh, you know, out there with your client? You were doing something with the cane. I had it with me. And he's like, oh. And so I, I started kind of showing him stuff with the cane. He's butt naked. I forgot he was butt naked. Wait, 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 wait a second here. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait like, a second. Like, wait, 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 wait. He asked me hold about. Hold on. Hold on. Let's let's get something clear on this story. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like in, you might have. Yeah, yeah, you might have. You been, you're in the restroom. You might have done this on Because sometimes but. you're not the best at telling stories. I just want to make sure this is clear forever. I'm including myself. Okay, so you walk into a restroom. What have I done? Doug? Yeah, you walk into a restroom. Locker room. Locker room, right? Yes, yeah, locker in, room. Into the locker room. Yeah, totally normal. With the, C- with carrying the cane. Your, ca- carrying your trainer tool. Totally normal. Trainer tool. I'm going back. Yes, to my locker. Which, totally which, normal. By the way, by the way, could 100% be interpret looked at if you looked at it and didn't know what it was. Yeah. It looks like a sex toy. Okay, yeah. Continue. So, so you walk in well, with you this, would think that with this trainer tool that kind of looks like a sex toy okay. over your shoulder, right? Yeah, so right. you come walking in and yes. naked dude walks up to you and starts a conversation. Yeah. And you, and start you decide it's normal. You decide that this is a good time to apply your trainer knowledge on this guy with potentially selling he him on training. He was curious and he was asking me about it. <laughs> what so, am I supposed to do? So, okay, so continue. Did you do anything like so a, I, <laughs> any quadruped moves or anything? No, like I'm like a, I'm like showing him. I'm like, oh, you put it here on 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 your back and you know right here around the rhomboids and like you're gonna find a trigger spot right here. It's gonna be real tense. He and looks back and says, Ooh, he's, that like, tickles. he's like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Oh God, he's like, yes. he's like kind of moving his way through it you know he's like oh that's 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 great oh that feels great and then i all of a sudden i got like it dawned on me there, right then then it i was like oh no and he was just like oh yeah oh yeah and i was like oh what am i doing <laughs> i took it off i'm like okay so anyway that's how it works and then i put it in the locker room and i like bailed you know uh, you that know, was the time I almost had gay sex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, whoa. 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 I need you, D- Justin, you're a little overconfident. I think it would have been that easy. You're not hey, that man. hot. Fuck. Hey, man, it was already almost there. So, so This is typical guy, right? Okay. Like, yeah. Typical guy. Like I totally yeah. could have had that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he wanted that, to fuck. That was mine if I wanted it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was there. It, was all it presented itself I on turned a, on it a Silver platter. I, it down. I think. Yeah. The, I, I was think, like, ah. I think just the conversation starter was already throwing it at you naked. Yeah, right? yeah that's dude. Our, it's, it's so just, funny though. I was so like, I, 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 I no walk idea. around naked. I walk around naked in in the locker room. I think that's fine and normal. It's fucking totally normal. But. I don't go around starting conversations naked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. At least, like, let me put my towel around or let me put my bottoms on first before I have a conversation. I most certainly don't approach another man who's naked too. Well, I'll think be honest. Just, I was like really gullible, code. and I almost got sucked into okay, it. Okay, so. so literally, no pun intended. Can, yeah. so here, here's yeah. the rest of my story. So, <laughs> yeah, old guy walks in, plume of pubes, plume of gray pubes, just staring at just, you. Yeah, in my face, walks in, and he's kind of weird. I can tell. You ever look at someone? You're like, uh, you're not all there. You're not 100%. Yeah. That's him. So he's kind of making these weird mouth noises like, like that's literally what he's doing in there. So he sits down. Hmm. By the way, no towel. So it's bare ass cheeks to fucking tile, which everybody knows you don't do that in a steam room because you can catch right. 
weird things yeah. on your butt. Things are yeah. going to crawl. You don't or, want a butt. You don't want on your balls. Yeah. On worse. your balls. You don't want a yeast infection on your, on, your, on your balls. Microorganisms. Or whatever. Yeah. But he's just naked. He don't give a fuck. No shoes. No, I mean, no flip flops, nothing. Just, just sitting down. Bonch exposed. Goes over to the little spray water thing yeah. and sprays only the plume. Just the plume. Wait, wait, he's spraying his plume. Just the plume area. No. Just the pubes. Like he's like, misting he it like, himself? Misting it like a bush, like he's trying to Like he's soaking it. Water it. He's just soaking it. Like it's a chia pet. Like it's like he's watering himself. Yeah. He he does that. It's like maybe it's like a cooling strategy. I mm. guess it is. Because when my balls are cold, the rest of my body is pretty cold. Well, the everybody when knows warm, the rest of me is pretty Everybody warm. knows that the balls dictate the temperature of the body. Okay. Everybody knows that. Ch-ch-chia. But anyway, he Dick. does that. He's doing that, puts up the hose, hangs it up, and then he starts to kind of like ring out his pubes with his hand like he's like getting no, the water no. off yes he's getting the they water were that off. big he's getting the water off with his hands hmm. and then he sprays it he does this process about two or three times and then goes sits down again i'm so glad that you're still going to a public gym so you have these stories and I, 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 know, right? I, I feel like this, this Bro, he did it like you're inspiring times. me to go back to there because i've been training at our own facility i forget how many fucking weirdos there, there are, are inside the gym real winners but he did it like three times so the second time he started doing it I'm like, I'm literally, this is exactly what I'm thinking in my head. It's like, I can't wait to talk about this on Mind Pump. So I don't want to stop him, okay. but I had to say something. So I, he's spraying his pubes. So I look at him and he kind of looks at me while he's doing this and I go, wow. No, he looked at you while he's doing that? He looked up and we caught, we caught Come each on. other's face. Eye and contact. I, and I went, that's wow. awkward. I went, wow. Yeah. And then he just kept doing what he was doing. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm like, yeah. well, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, cool. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. so, um, so so that was uh, that was this morning in the steam room at uh, Club Sport. It continues. It continues. I, I hope to see more mm. more crazy shit he, in there. Yeah, yeah. So far, we've got naked uh, naked yoga guy. We've got my uh, my dude that does the uh, the steam room competition, the hairy Persian, which I still haven't had uh, any real uh, altercations with. <laughs> and now we have uh, plume pubes. Plume pubes. Those are the four characters. <laughs> was this the first time you met him? First time I've ever seen Plume okay, pubes. Okay, we'll see if he oh. returns. He we'll could be. He could be just a traveler. Yeah, you know what, you know what I'm saying. Coming through the, in their gym, they do weird stuff like that all the time. So you, just, you know what I'm saying. You see those guys all the time. Coming by, he's got a day pass. Just, does his yeah. weird shit in your gym, and then he moves. Mark his territory. Never see him again. Hmm. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Bring it, bird. <gasps> could be it. There she is. She's got them pubes. So like an eagle. Oh, she has- Today's Quaz being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking Quaz. The eagle has landed. Quaz. So. Let's go. Girls Gone Wild. First question. Yeah. Girls Gone Wild. First no, up. that's not what it is. <laughs> Girls Gone Wild cast. It's a play <clears throat> on words. All right. Hey, what could I use instead of discriminative? Oh, my God. Any that's, word that's real. Discriminative. <laughs> That's not a real word. You know what? I was after after you called me out on it. I thought like, how does that happen in my brain? Like, how does that work? Like, what's going on? Like for that to happen? Where I think sometimes you, I'm just you I'm, just hustle through it. 
Well, you I have a lazy think, mouth. Yeah. That's what I think. That's yeah. that's a very that's a very yeah. good uh, explanation to that. Yeah, I it's think. a lazy mm. mouth. Like like you start talking because in like, my I don't br- feel like moving my it mouth. Doesn't that catch much. up yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like nah. <laughs> it's, I I think it's the evolution of how we speak. So most people make fun of me, but I think <laughs> oh, I think yeah. we all need to get there. Yeah, I, that's what, and I think that's why it's weird for you guys when you mm. hear it because you're just like I didn't understand that language. I think I what see. happens is we speak words, whereas you let the words. Tumble out. Yeah, just. Blah. <laughs> you, know what I mean? like, like, you already assume we know it's in your head. Yeah, because yeah, I'm already on to the next blah, six. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, I think blah, that's blah, what's blah. going on. All right, girls gone wild. Okay. No. Library. Blah, 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 blah. Can I talk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Doug. All right. First up, Girls Gone Wild podcast has a question. It's not Girls Gone Wild. No. 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 Girls Gone oh. Wild. Maybe podcast. Next. It's a play on words. Yes. Yeah. It's a play on words. How much does age factor into fitness goals? This uh, Girls Gone Wad podcast lady is 39 years old, and her body doesn't seem to be responding as it used to. And the question is also, does this vary between men and women? I can't be serious right now. <coughs> well, yes, you can. <laughs> no, okay. because I got you it. made us drink. I got it, though. I'll yeah. start us off seriously. All right, be professional. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, this is... Uh, let's battle axe all for, these questions. We've first it, first we've off, in, Girls Gone Wad podcast are friends. They have a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome ladies. We've been meaning to fun do something. I believe we've been meaning to Very do something. We, we had Brianna reach out. I thought reach out to them, or they reached out to us. I can't remember. Mm. We'll see what happens. If, it, if, if we drop the ball, I apologize. We, you know, busy well, as fuck Well, let's get on this Girls Gone Wad cast. Maybe we'll have them out. Maybe we'll invite them out here. I know they've been huge supporters it, for a long time, so we got lots of love for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the deal: I think we've kind of indirectly talked about this many a times on the show, uh, indirectly. Meaning, like, there's so many things, like when you talk about uh, adaptation, right? That what happens to us over years and years of lifting weights and trying all these different programs. You've done high intensity, low intensity. New study comes out for this. Now you try. Well, when you're 39, and if you've been lifting for more than five, ten, I don't know how many years, but I'm assuming. Uh, if you started a podcast that's kind of geared around fitness and you follow us, that you've probably been lifting more than a few years. She has. She said in the, in, the, in the whole question, I remember she said her body doesn't respond like when she was in her 20s. Okay, exactly. So, so she's she, been doing it for at least 10 years. Yeah, t- closer to 20, right? Because right. if she's 20 to 40. So there's, you know, so she's probably been lifting for quite some time. So there, there's, there's, I think there's a plus side to this and there's a minus side to this, right? Mm. The plus side is that the when you've fallen off for a while or you haven't been dialed in, like I would totally say that this is where I'm at right now. I think that when I know I want to ramp it up, like I can get back to where I was before. Now to progress beyond that becomes really challenging because we've done so much to our bodies, right? As far as different Mm -hmm. types of modalities and intensity level, you've manipulated like the fit principle a million times. And so you now are not getting the same response yeah. as what you were when you it was a early it was a new adaptation like when it's a new ab- adaptation you get lots of return from it for quite some time and then after you've done it and revisited it so many times the body is so adapted to it that it just the return on investment is just not quite the same well, as what you Well and I think to. too as you've aged like your body has identified the main movers, right? The main, the loud signals that you're trying to um, enhance even further. And so this has become sort of like your go-to protocol. And this is years in the making. And so like if you, you know, the, the, the more years under your belt of doing things the same way, this really like reinforces the signal and this process that you've, you've taken to get there. And so, 
uh, you have to recognize the fact that the way that you've done things is, is you know, it leads up to, to where you are today. And then to, to kind of enhance that or to progress further, you know, it takes like kind of t- stepping outside of that and reevaluating a lot of these signals and like maybe like where – um, you know, you can you can see things where they are weak, and then focus a little bit more on that. Well, here's here's something you want to consider too. Uh, take, get a group of thirty nine year old uh, men and women, just people, right? Yeah, thirty nine year old people, and com- and that's the average person, and then compare them to thirty nine year olds that are fit and healthy. Yeah, the are difference. You ref- are you? I feel like the spectrum. I, I, I feel like the spectrum becomes more extreme. The right? So you get you get like either the people that really cared about themselves, or you get the people like it really starts to fall off. You know, once you get towards forty. No, what 50, I notice it is makes a huge makes difference. A big difference. The, the like drinkers, the smokers. You the see all those patterns. Heavy and how runners like rolled out. Like somebody who is like somebody who has really gotten good, got good balance in their life uh, as far as like everything. Because I, I can always, t- I've seen really fit people too that are like 40 50 but they also were in a tanning bed fucking 15 20 years of their life every single day no serious yeah. or i see someone who's no, true. really aesthetically fit but then they were major smokers though or they mm-hmm. were major drinkers though but then they yeah. still no, did I'm all talking the- about healthy yeah well yeah all 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 those but all that's what i'm saying is it like you really start to see all those different things i've seen a great body in the well, later 40 50s let's but talk then about how much the they stand thing, so. out if they are healthy and fit exactly now that, that's what it is yeah when you see some you see a woman who is 45 plus years old neck turner and she's got a a fit body her skin looks really good her hair looks really good like man you can just you can just tell you can tell that they have taken care of themselves and that's at 45 it just it just gets multiplied as they get older that's it the difference between you and your peers gets so fucking massive yeah and we notice that in our mid to late 30s now like you know, in, go our, to your high school in the twenties, it wasn't shit. a big deal. When I was twenty-five and lifting and training and doing all that stuff, comparing me to my friends who really didn't that much wasn't like that big of a difference. Oh, now it's huge. Oh yeah, now that, your friends are fat and losing, yeah. You know, normally, you, I do. I have two group, two sets of friends. Literally, you're either health and wellness minded, or you just don't give a fuck at all. And there's a huge fucking. They look way different. Huge. Yeah, so, not even just look, just like your activity level, what you yeah. choose to do, your attitude. It's amazing to see the difference of and those, so, those and, groups. And so what I want to say is that when you're, you know, 20 and you're working out, uh, you don't have years of wear and tear on your body. If you have bad exercise uh, technique and form Justin, and bad habits, I'm talking right now. But listen, don't give him too much because, you know, Adam, he goes too far. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going there's on. There's no such thing as too you, far. Trust me, you go too far. Uh, <laughs> it, it, there's not as much wear and tear on the body, but when you're 39... Uh, you know, if you've had bad habits in the past, now they start to become cumulative. They start to add up. And so you can get, you know, problems with your joints. You can get problems with your exercise form. And that will hinder how your body responds uh, to exercise. I know myself, I did some stupid shit when I was in my late teens and early 20s when I worked out that just over time turned into problems. And I can't get away with it anymore. Like I can't grab, dude, I used to do, I used to do the craziest shit. I would do overhead tricep extensions with a 120-pound dumbbell. And that was just, it was gnarly on my elbows then. Could I do it now? If I forced myself, but it would fucking hurt because I've had those years of wear and tear on my elbows. Like, I used to do a bunch of stupid shit that now I can't get away with anymore. And I think more of it has to do with the fact that it's just added up. As far as comparing a 39 to a 29 to a 19-year-old body... 
definitely, uh, here's the thing. When you talk to athletes, uh, you will find that the first thing to go is agility. Uh, the second thing to go is speed, maybe speed and strength and power, strength, strength and stability. You can keep those for a long fucking time. Oh, I would debate that. No, I tell you what. I would debate the stability no. thing. Strength, yes. Stability, I don't know, man. No, because uh, you're hyper-connected you, with your CNS. Yes, right? look at here. The world, If you look at all yeah, the world records for CNS strength. CNS for power and strength, though, not Dude, so much for stabilization because me, you yeah. don't do as much uni- unilateral stuff. You as might you be get thinking old. balance. Yeah. That's, well, stability, bro. There, that's what stability is. I'm, th- yeah. I'm talking just general stability. Central yeah, nervous like system, They can generate yeah. max force, but they can't control it. As yes. Well. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. Well, just had it, I just had to come in. Well, so, so here's the thing, though. If you look at all the strength sports... You'll see athletes competing at very high levels in their 30s and 40s. If you look at extreme endurance sports, you'll see some of the top athletes in their 30s and 40s. Like, you can go really, really far for a long fucking time. And if you lift weights and train properly, my goodness, you can continue to set PRs for a very, very long time. And and your hormone levels, your hormone levels will mimic or look like they did when they were younger, especially with proper resistance training. But the main reason why she's asking this is is like the fact that she's probably putting in this hard work and not seeing the same return that she used to, which mm. I think we can all agree has to do with just the amount of, I mean, at this point, she has done so many things that her body is becoming, and, and really where I see this the most, uh, most discrepancy here is when somebody has done this uh, a lot of high intense things over all their years. That's what I'm saying. That cumulative and, effect of yes, shitty workouts. Yes, a, a cumulative effect of all these really intense driven type workouts. So now, when you throw something even close to that intensity level, you don't get the same return as you used to. Which is also why, and this is where I think people don't completely understand us when we stress the importance of the lower intensity and manipulating frequency. It's because we know this. That 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, you want to have, you want, if you're 39, you want to be rewarded for that day you get out there and decided to fucking bust your ass. You really want to do this correctly. You want, you want, you want to see return in that. That's not fair. You're fucking 39 and you're kicking ass out on the road that nobody else is. What are you even doing with your life? Nobody (laughs) else is doing that. Come on, like you, you deserve that. But the problem is, you've all through your twenties, you've done that a, bu- a billion times, and so your body's not responding the same way. Yeah. You take somebody who has slowly progressed, like their intensity over years, and they have never, and, and they're still reaching like new levels of intensity in their training. They are seeing that yeah. return. You know, there's 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 a lot of truth in what you're saying, Adam. Uh, despite the uh, octave changes in your. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of truth. I'm just getting passionate yeah. about that because yeah, yeah, I feel you, really, girl. I yeah, feel you. There's a lot of truth yeah, because what people need to realize is exercise causes uh, ex- uh, oxidative uh, oxidative stress on the body. Mm. Oxidative stress is literally the one of the root causes of aging. aging. Yes, this okay. is how we can you always tell when somebody was a runner their whole life. People yeah. don't think about this either. Like, yes. man, you want to? I can tell, tell you a marathon runner who I meet when she's forty five years old. Yep. You would think because she's skinny and lean, she looks good, but she looks old and weathered because she's because of this exact reason. I can reason. tell people who work out too much who are a little bit older because they look older than their age, and it's from that oxidative stress. Yeah. You are not doing yourself any any favors by going ridiculous all the time. There's a delicate balance with exercise between. It improving your health longevity and it actually taking away from health and longevity, and it's that extreme factor. But here's the thing that you want to consider too: uh, 
as you get older, I would argue there's there's some there's some benefits too. Here's mm. here's what I'll tell you what, and I'm speaking from a male perspective. I don't know about you guys, right? I'm 38. You guys are not too far behind me. Do you guys do you guys put on muscle easier now than you did when you were 18, 19? Do you mm. put on muscle easy? Because I do. Hmm. I can build muscle now. Well, okay, so that's much easier than okay. I could hold on, hold on. I can manipulate yes my body and no. Easier. Yes, yes, yes. And I would agree with that. Yeah, okay. Yes and no. Because you're very versed in. There you go. You know, like I would understand. Your I body wish now. I knew yeah. what I know now when but, I was 25 I mean, because I would see way more results at 25 with uh, the amount of experience that I had and the knowledge that I have now than what I am at 35 putting that all together. So we the reason why we see better gains now wisdom. older yeah is wisdom. It's not because our bodies are and, are set up to be that now, way. But now as you age you're fighting diminishing hormones. I mean like let's you be can. honest that yeah. signal like it it dampens over time. Like and so this is something that like I I know even for women especially like if they had, you know, a child and you know it changes you physiologically changes you. Mm -hmm. and, like yeah. and so you know to bounce back from that god damn that's a hard process to go through and like i feel for it so those are definite things like i mean there's more there's more obstacles there's more barriers and adam's totally lighting up um <laughs> no, some marijuana you're going again. too much adam yeah, he's, he's going deep you're going deep but, do you have to announce it on the fucking show <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> just keep talking there we sprinkle angel <laughs> dust I'm on there <laughs> i'm just saying we're getting deep Dude, in this I conversation watched, i watched friday the other day remember that movie friday yeah the part Classic. where the part where uh, what's his name was smoking weed with the with the essays and they sprinkled angel dust on it. Oh, yeah. and he's fucking he's sitting with the chickens. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So what a funny. great part. Yeah. So here, there's a second part to this question. She says, "Is this different for men and women?" Here's something interesting, and st and studies actually support this. Mm. In experienced men and women, in other words, men and women who are trained, who are relatively advanced, who've been working out for a while, women actually display faster recovery than men do. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. I didn't mm. know that. They show less muscle damage and faster recovery. When men and women are untrained, men tend to recover faster. Now, the reason for that discrepancy is they, see, they think it's because men tend to be more active anyway with physical things. So even in untrained states, the man's probably a little more active than the female. But once they're trained, women recover faster. And this is funny now. This is interesting now because... So far, of all I've had, we've had men and women uh, pretty evenly split for who's done maps, uh, maps programming. And when I first introduced maps uh, anabolic, which was the first program, oh, uh, women definitely see the biggest. Women, yeah, women, yeah, both men and women respond very but well. Women, get, the women end up, women become our diehard fans because they're like, holy shit. Women, it's yeah, almost know, like sure. it's okay. So here's what you need to here's what you expect with excellent excellent programming like maps. Hmm. We expect about eighty to eighty five percent of the people to do it will say that it blew away their other programs. There's a there's a fifteen percent that we accept that will have genes that may respond better to other kinds of, of programs. Of course, because of there are exceptions to the rule. There's and, always that. Right. And but we know that the majority of people are just going to respond better to our programming. We also know that there's a small percentage, anywhere between ten to twenty percent, that are going to be super responders to our programming. People who just respond so fucking well to frequency it just blows them away. Mm. And a lot of women fall in that category. Like I'll get messages and pictures from women who are like showing me before and afters, and it's like crazy in yeah. a like thirty to sixty minute, uh, excuse me, sixty day time period. Well, I have to feel, and like, I think it's because they recover faster, yeah. so frequency for them I just blows like, them away. Yes, yes, that's part of it. But I feel like, uh, you know, as far as our culture is concerned, the way that women are prescribed to train is so 
silly and patronizing. Well, that's and, why, that's a good point, I you think. You know, and, that's and, why you could argue and that. And so you come in and you give them like valid weight training protocols that like, you know, you're not skirting around the idea of like, uh, yeah, let's like train hard. Let's like do this like legit and like women have been taken advantage of in the fitness industry more than for sure. Like so anybody patronizing. I mean, it, it pisses is. me off because it's like, you know, like women can be badass and do just like we could all train the same. There's no reason why we shouldn't train well, the same. I, I want to counter that because a lot of the messages and you're 100 percent right, 100 percent white. Right. If we take a bunch you of counter it? if we take a bunch of people who work out, you're going to find. Some of the some of the, the the horrible training myths are going to be women will tend to adopt them more because they're marketed to that way. However, a lot of the messages I'm getting are from experienced, hardcore training women who do body part splits, eat six meals a day. Uh, some of them are competitors mm-hmm. who are are showing me pictures of the before and afters, and they're blown away. Like I've had this is the crazy thing. How yeah. often? How often have you had? And I'm talking about serious, not the bullshit like myth. How often have you had women who've trained consistently, who've been trying to build muscle for years, come at you and say, okay, what do I do now? I think I'm building too much muscle. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually had several- I've had that like once in my life. I've actually had several women now saying, start off and saying, well, I started doing your butt builder because I wanted to build my glutes. Mm. And then they'll come back two, three months later and be like, okay, my butt is about as big as I want to get it. What do I do? <laughs> Which is crazy. It is uh, an easy problem crazy. once you have yeah. that. It's I mean, a it's, great problem. Yeah. It's a fan, that's what you want. You want yeah. to get in shape as fast as possible and then have to scale back. But it's just amazing how they respond, and I so think, I think, the gr- I think women the, recover faster. I think the Girls Gone Wild actually have our what, what our podcast. program, right? They have <laughs> Girls Gone they Wild have, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he really just sees that. Yeah, you know when he looks well, at it. You know like, that's why uh, they did it. I think it's yeah. very clever. No, it is. Um, yeah. I th- I think that uh, they I think they run our program. I hope they do. They should. Yeah. If you guys aren't, get the fuck on there. That's the yeah, first yeah, thing to help. But that. that's probably wise because you are a badass. You've been a badass for twenty years, and now your your body has become so adapted to it that you're not. You're not seeing yeah, the no, same thing. Let's interrupt very, very, that. Yeah, right. It, interrupt it would be ideal. So this is where changing the modality. Maybe you've never been a kettlebell girl before. How about that? Like we have a great kettlebells for aesthetics. Like if you've never messed with kettlebells, you want a, a whole new adaptation. I'm surprised at how popular that program is. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's blow. People love that program. So mm-hmm. I would find I would find yeah, something. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know which which maps you are on if you are running into them, but that, that this is the idea of changing these adaptations. The difference between red. And green is like significant. That's great. So if I had somebody who's like a major power lifter, strength training, and they're like, man, I'm they're going through the same thing. I say, well, one of the best things you can do is go through our like green program. Or if you're somebody who's like super mobility, yoga, Pilates person, that's what you're at. I would say, okay, you want something totally different, go to red or black and that'll yeah. totally do that. Or if you're somebody who's done kind of all of that and you cycle through, but you haven't fucked with kettlebells, I'd say go through like kettlebells yeah, aesthetic. You exactly. Know? Now, before we go to the next question, uh, Doug, I want to make that announcement. Eldoa certification happening here at Mind Pump Media Studios, March 11th and 12th. You go to beachfitness.com. Go on the, there's a drop-down menu at the top. You can sign up and get a discount. Eldoa is uh, something that will tremendously increase your well, value Well, just to as give a people trainer. a heads up too, we're going to be here. So we're ex- totally ecstatic about oh, you having- you get to hang out with us. Yeah. So if you are somebody who's out of the state, it's uh, and I know that the Eldoa program is a, a very legit certification. It works as CEUs through a lot of your major national certifications. Uh, we're, the three of us, couldn't be more excited about going through it. I mean, it's going to be, It's I haven't been this excited to go through a certification in a long time. So it's- going to be awesome plus we're going to be hanging out you get a chance to be in the mind pump studio this is the first official 
certification that we'll be holding through Mind Pump. We plan to do tons of them down the road, and uh, we're really pumped to have them. March 11th and 12th. We're at Beach what? what? Beach, Beach Fitness. Beach Fitness. Yeah, go yeah. online. You can or sign up right MindPumpMedia.com. Yeah, oh, thank go, you, Doug. Mind go to or, the event go, tab. It just go on our site under the yeah. event Do we have all best of them or just Eldo up right now? Just Eldo right Okay, now. so yeah, eventually you guys, so that's good for people to know now anyways. That, so going forward... Uh, at our website. We're going to be the headquarters yeah. for the Bay Area. Mindpumpmedia.com. You'll be able to go to an events calendar where we'll have whatever we got coming up certification-wise. I know I just had somebody inbox me recently and said, do you guys have anything in March, Adam, going on? Well, here you go. We've got Aldoa, whoever that was that inboxed me on uh, oh, Instagram. going on. So you guys can always find that on the Mind Pump Media page under events. Check it out. Hopefully we see some of you guys. Next Make, question, Douglas. Bring it. Bring Next it. up, Universal. What is going on with all the IFBB pros in Kuwait? Oh, you know what's Dude, I'm so intrigued by this right dude, now. can I say something? I so have, we all bodybuilding. Have. So I've, you know, I was a huge so fan. A yeah. huge milk. I, I was a huge bodybuilding fanatic in terms of the sport and the history of it up until i'd say the the end of the 90s right i was very very big into it and one thing that i noticed in pro bodybuilding is that it would go through these rap it would go it would be consistent for a while in terms of how everybody looked and then it would go through like this boom explosion of yeah. like change. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody looked like that for a while. I feel like Arnold, we've and had then boom, it like only two or three times. Right. So what you have is you have the bodybuilding of the 60s. And then in the 70s, it was just all of a sudden this fucking huge transition. And guys got bigger. They got more ripped. And really what it was is they, they just increased their doses of steroids and they had started incorporating dieting a little more seriously. Wasn't that when the then, surge of growth hormones started to come on? No, the, that, that, that next. Not yet. Then the 80s okay, came about. It was around the 80s, right? And in the 80s, bodybuilders started utilizing steroids, putting more science into it, adding higher doses, incorporating uh, insulin, growth hormone. Not yet. Not yet. Still uh, not in the no, 80s? No, not. People were playing with them a Synthol little bit. Synthol by then? We got no, Synthol no, no, no. coming in? No, they were playing with them a little bit, but they didn't get crazy with them until the 90s when Dorian Yates won his first Olympia because he went from like second or third, I don't remember, I think it was second place to, to Lee Haney, if I'm not mistaken. And he came back the following Olympia looking like a different person. Just, you know, those very famous black and white uh, pictures of Dorian? Yeah. You know which one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, Where yeah. he just, and nobody had seen bodybuilders look like that before. Like, hmm. it was a completely new look. It was the-, the Did he the, have that ripped gut? It like was just- Turtle shell? Yeah, it was just this era of mass monsters. And people say it's because the doses went up even higher and then they started really understanding how to use insulin and growth hormone. So all of a sudden, you had the era of the mass monsters, the Dorian Yates, the Nassar- El Somebody, the the Kevin Lavroni, the you know all these guys just got fucking massive and super super shredded because they started using diuretics and all kinds of stuff, and then it stayed like that for a while. Ronnie Coleman, of course, hit the scenes and he was just another ridiculous looking guy, but nothing really changed super dramatic until recently. Which is so exciting for me that like and this is if you've been somebody who's been hanging out with Mind Pump since day one, like one of my favorite things for us to do is like. To, to talk about what we see in the industry and where we think it's going in the future of it. Like those that have been with us knew way back when, when we talked about shreds before anybody knew all about that bullshit. Now you see every Instagram person jumping on board and now they, they're they all poisoning each other's business, which is hilarious. So, you know, this is another thing with a ketogenic diet when that all yeah. came out and that was going to be a huge thing. And now everybody's talking about that. Well, and now you see big, supplements around that. This is a big thing right now. This is, gonna, this is going to be another 
huge topic yeah. over the next like five years. Well, what's happening and right yeah. now? It's kind of because it's, it's it's we're going on a bro. This is like I've never seen anything like this. No, I remember when I, I the first five fucking time I told you guys like, dude, there's something going, and we didn't want to talk about it no. yet because we're like it's pure speculation. But like totally. you you see these people and and their their physiques are completely different. So no, there's that, something. Okay, let me explain something to you. The bodybuilding mecca is Southern California. If you're anybody who's anybody, you probably go to Southern California. And now there's become there's other meccas now that have kind of popped up, like Las, lots. Yeah, Las Vegas now with you know because I think Metro is over yeah. on the East Coast. But there's- but the Middle East is not a mecca. Never has been. For bodybuilding, yeah, Kuwait, nobody, nobody Kuwait. was, yeah, nobody <laughs> except was going, for the actual Mecca. Nobody was going you know to the fucking, <laughs> nobody was going to the Middle East for. for <laughs> <laughs> it's like Middle East, come on, man. Nobody was going to the Middle East <clears throat> for fucking bodybuilding. All of a sudden, you have American bodybuilders going to Kuwait of all places. Oxygen Gym, I think, is the place that yes, they're going. Yes, and they're just fucking going over there, like all the top guys. Are flocking there? Why the equipment ain't any different? There ain't nothing because <laughs> the, the coach over there isn't magical. Which I'm sure you know. Mm. Kudos to Oxygen Gym because they're going to market the fuck out of that. Oh, they have gonna, been. That's going to become the 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 place to so be. So I'm on Instagram and I'm looking at these bodybuilders that are going over there, and this is crazy. Now keep in mind, <clears throat> you have guys who've been competing for years at the top pro level, which already means they're doing everything they possibly can. They're taking every drug. They're maximizing their drug intake. They're eating like freaking maniacs. They're sleeping. They're training. They're doing everything that they know they can do to look the best, and they've been doing it for years. So they're not changing that much. Like year over year, you're not looking at a pro bodybuilder who's been competing for 10 years, and you're not seeing the next year going, holy shit, he's gained 10 pounds. It doesn't happen. They look the same. The difference is sometimes they look sharper than others, but that's all about Water manipulation and diuretic and that yeah, stuff. or their programming. You know those right, things, right. those little but things are minor. Making micro adjustments, but it's minor. Yes, totally minor. These guys, these experienced guys, are 15, going 30 go, pounds on them, dude. Go, just they're ridiculous going to Kuwait, numbers, and they're posting like a ninety day transformation, and it's fucking weird. And they've got a different mm. look to their muscles. Like mm-hmm. they look, they remind me of that myostatin inhibited bull pictures that you can go online. They look yeah. silly. That's what we were speculating a long time ago. Well, right? just That's what we thought. Maybe they and figured out like a myostatin. Just and now so the good everybody news- knows there'll be fucking supplements pro- supplements that will be attached to this. Yeah, like these guys it's are a ma- new drug, they're making such huge transformations that the next thing, so once everybody starts talking about it, everybody figures it out, and then blah, 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 then it becomes a big deal, and then now everyone's viewing it, looking at the before and afters of these guys going over there. The next thing to follow after that is someone to be smart, whether it be a supplement company that already exists, that sponsors these guys and has them tell them that that's why they got that way or an up and coming new supplement that nobody's heard about or seen and then all these guys claim that they they're taking it no there's a new drug it's 100 i'll bet i'll bet all my money on it it's a new drug that they're using or they're using the same drugs in some different way but it's probably a new drug and we know a lot of people in the industry, so we hear the rumors, right? Mm. We hear the rumors, and here's one of the rumors. We do not know if this is true. Uh, I'm, we're not obviously not promoting this, and I'm going to go into why you don't want to fuck with this particular drug, but we know people in the industry who've said this is what's happening. Apparently, there's a drug called, uh, let's see here. Crelix? Crelix, right? Increlex. Uh, Increlex. Is, is, yeah, Increlex <laughs> is, is, I think, the brand name for uh, Macassermin. Um, and it's a, a hormone that either stimulates insulin-like growth factor production or uh, improves or increases its effect in the body. Now, insulin-like growth factor 
is a hormone in the body that promotes growth. Bodybuilders have been fucking with insulin-like growth factor for a long time now. That's one of the reasons why bodybuilders have gotten so big. IGF, yeah, IGF-1. They've been fucking with that for a little while now. Apparently, this is the new drug that they're using <laughs> along with it that, and this is, my, this is, again, all rumor, so we don't know if this is true, but this is what's making them so much more muscular. Here's why that's fucking scary. What, insulin-like growth factor is connected to longevity and to reduce massively reduced risks of cancer. And I don't mean increased amounts of IGF-1. I'm talking about reduced amounts of IGF-1. In fact, human populations that, are, uh, that have a polymorphism where they don't have or they have low doses or low normal amounts of IGF-1, you can tell because they tend to be smaller because it's a, it's a growth hormone, but they live much, much longer. And we know if we, in fact, there's lots and lots of science that goes into you know, IGF-1 because we know inhibiting it reduces your risk of cancer and stops cancer growth in many cases. Increases it, increasing it, excuse me, does the opposite. These guys are fucking with fire, man. Hmm. And of course, bodybuilders don't give a shit. They'll yeah. take anything that makes them bigger you and they think, don't really care what's happening. You think it's happening. that or do you think it's just that they found anabolic sand? <laughs> anabolic sand. Maybe. They're, they're, eating just, cam- they're just eating it. It's, yeah, it's, no, there's, cam- it's camel meat. There's definitely, and uh, how I know camel there's balls. something specifically going on over <laughs> in Kuwait is like, so uh, I still talk to a lot of buddies that are, uh, you know, top competitors in, in men's physique and bodybuilding. And they're they're all going over there. Like I've, there's been a handful of them already that I've spoken to. I don't know anybody that's ever gone to Kuwait ever, yeah, yeah, exactly. let alone for for working <laughs> yeah. out. And now all of a sudden, five of my buddies or five of my you know IFBB you know uh, peers that are <laughs> heading over there. I'm just like, okay, so obviously there's something something more than the gym yeah. and the coach over there that everybody's deciding. They're lifting gold bars. Yeah, so it's going to be yeah. this will be something that will be talked about over the next like three to five years. You'll hear a lot of it going on for sure because. Uh, you're now that it's we know it's happening and and these guys are starting to mess with it you'll start to see like all the olympia guys so you're gonna like you were describing the eras Mm -hmm. like there's going to be a 2015 to 2025 type of era of bodybuilding where we made this next big bro did you see about to see did you see that it was a brandon curry i think it was pro bodybuilder did you see his picture yeah you sent it over to me he posted a picture of himself when he got there and then one that was like i think it was 30 or 90 days either way it was a short period of time it looks dramatically different. And this guy's been competing for a while. Mm. It looks silly how much more muscular. I'm sure they shaved like 10, 15 years off their life. I, I, I don't know, man. It's just you're fucking with fire. Like literally, IGF-1 is a huge era of study. I hate for, to talk shit about it though because I love that bodybuilders. They have, don't care, dude. They're exactly, going to alert with whatever. Exactly. Yeah. They've been like this human exp- We have moved so far in this because – this has been something forever that's been demonized and black market and not talked about. So somebody had to be fucking being the yeah. test. Like somebody has to eventually do this because it's well, that much closer to superhero serum. It is, bro. Like bro, we're, we're getting, getting close. We are. It's yeah. and this this pro, this process had to happen. I mean, I don't want to be the guy, and but I definitely don't want to be the guy to tell the guy who wants to be the guy don't be the guy. I'll be the guy you know behind the guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's like confusing. <laughs> you didn't get that. If you're no. that guy, I'm you gonna know, be the other guy. That's Doug got it. Guy that's all that matters. As long the as the producer understood what I was trying here, to get across here, there. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, don't be that guy. You guys, okay, you guys remember the 90s when, like I said, the Dorian Yates era came in and they went just, they went kamikaze with the steroids. They started really going crazy with insulin growth hormone protein intake. <laughs> and a lot of people were like, oh man, these guys are going to fucking die. Well, guess what? 
a lot of the 90s bodybuilders are fucked. There's a lot of them with horrible health problems, and quite a few of them have died. A few of them have died because of diuretic and crazy, you know, you, you know, drug use on stage. Yeah, who knows exactly what it is? It's like a, this plethora of things. That and they were and doing. people don't realize. Like, let me tell you something about your bodybuilding magazine. They will tell you who won Olympia, who looked phenomenal in 1999, who looked awesome in 2005. They will very rarely, if ever, publish a story about this ex-Olympian. Uh, now has new kidneys, or this one is now on liver drugs because his dr- liver. They don't talk about it, but a lot. There's a big chunk of them that are. And well, uh, this you is would wh- be surprised. This is why I. No, I'm not that surprised. I'm very passionate about this, and it's a lot of why I speak out on it on the show and on my Instagram and things. Is that you know I remember being in my 20s, and because we grew up in watching all this, and even being somebody in the fitness industry, I connected the level of uh, someone's fitness, basically, or the way they looked. To health? To No, oh. not to that. That's not how I, oh, when okay. I was younger, I connected it to how much juice they probably did. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, if I saw somebody on the Olympia stage, oh, he must be taking tons of juice, you know? And so that's just how I looked at it. And so, and I remember the first time that I took anabolics, I had that that thought process going through my head that I, <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna be like that guy now. Well, you know, I felt <laughs> like, and I think that there, this is true with a lot, a lot of the the average gym goers and guys, especially that are looking to dabble in steroids. Is and this is why I stress to all of them, like, man, you ju- you need to prove to yourself first that you can align your eating, align your training, align all that to get yourself in the most amazing yeah. shape naturally before you fuck with that, because then you will under you'll understand which is really doing which and yeah. then it gives you a whole different perspective you can discern which, yes yeah. exactly then yeah. you can discern because i'm definitely not somebody to tell someone don't take this or don't do that like right. it's your body do what the fuck you want in with fact, it like, oh, and i think fuck people that try well, and tell you otherwise you're like even then like it's the minimum amount that you know will give you the greatest result in any fashion of this right ex- so ex- same rules apply same rules apply and that was and when it- i was competing i was running across guys that were just like upping their dosage, adding more steroids. Because they're to, ignorant to the rest of the training yeah, and the nutrition. And, and I'm all looking that at their stuff. bodies and I'm going, like, no, bro, what's keeping you from winning right now is not the level of steroids. It's like you're imbalanced. Like you've got fucking no chest, you've got fucking terrible legs. You know what I'm saying? Like build your physique. Bef- and and focus on the, and no amount of steroid in, is going to fix your imbalance. In like fact, in fact, there's yeah. a lot of amateur bodybuilders and non bodybuilders that use more drugs and are more kamikaze. It's more than it's, even pros. It is because they read about they go on these forums and they read about what the pros are using. They've got bad genes. They work out shitty, but they think it's all about the drugs. I've known more than a few people who this is like why, I've known regular dudes. No those joke. are those are more of them. If that the reason why I say that they I actually it like saw it within gym. competitors. That's what blew my mind because if anybody should understand the importance of diet and training, it's somebody who's competing at the highest level. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it happening with them too, was what made me go, "Holy fuck!" Everybody who's a natural per, or a, a natural lip, just a person who goes to the gym working out, who's taking taking steroids thinks this way because yeah. these are who they look up to if these morons still think of it like this you know that they're definitely getting that information so that's what made me so passionate about was like just letting yeah. people understand well, that's the problem with it being taboo you don't really have, yeah. have a good understanding of how to use it you know if you're using it or like 
you know, you just have this. No, like, bro, come on. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> he, wants, he wants more, Justin. I want you to pour uh, you're, yourself. You're on that one, Sal. So Sal, so you can. Well, uh, tell him to stop being a bitch too. Why don't you fucking pour your own one? You've been. <laughs> you like the one I made. Do you want right? to? Yeah, it was good. Well, you yeah. want a nipple for yours or what? Look at this. I got mine. I'm ready. It's to not go. every All day right. that we drink on the job, dude. Come on. Next question. Oh my god. <clears throat> pour yourself one too, you pussy. I, I got it. Sweezy for real. Adam gets a lot nicer when he's drinking. Yeah, so much nicer. Yeah, <laughs> very, very gentle. Yeah. How do you train with resistance training to complement Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Oh. oh, wow. I wouldn't repeat <laughs> And then the second part to this question is, Sal, do you plan to compete again? And also, do you either this is Adam a time or for me to go Justin pee. want yeah. to go as well or compete as well? You know what? Uh, so I have an interesting relationship with uh brazilian jiu-jitsu when i first got into uh, into brazilian jiu-jitsu i i've told this story several times on the on the podcast but i walked into a jiu-jitsu school and i had no humbled i had oh big time i had known jiu-jitsu or about jiu-jitsu for a long time i had done judo as a kid i'd watched ufc the gracie family i was always fascinated with it i walked in as a big strong muscular guy with some grappling experience and I got my kick, my ass kicked by a guy who was half my size, not a strong guy, who was just very technical and very good, knew how to use his body positioning, how to use leverage. Mm. And it humbled me. And so I got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right around this time, uh, I had, at this point, I had been using uh, the over-the-counter designer steroid or pro-hormones, they used to call them, but they were in reality, they were active, right? Uh, so it's basically like a steroid, you could just, they were legal. And I had been using them on and off, and I had a poor relationship with uh, exercise in my body. And this is when I was just trying. So you're kind of big when you were going into yeah uh, jujitsu. Huh? I was I was big, and so uh, I give you a false sense of uh, ego and confidence. Huh? Uh, it, it wasn't just that; it was that I, you know, I was uh, I, I just had a poor relationship with 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 my body. I was always at that point. I was really just trying to get big. Yeah, and I went to jujitsu, got my ass kicked. Started training. I didn't stop with the constant focus on getting big <clears throat> until about a year into doing uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. After about a year of doing Jiu-Jitsu, I competed in a tournament and I got I lost. Uh, and I lost not because the guy was better than me, but because I gassed out hmm. and I wasn't uh, as mobile as I could have been. And I had at this point only been doing Jiu-Jitsu about twice a week. And so at that point, I lost. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Jiu-Jitsu. I'm going to take Jiu-Jitsu four days a week. Like, I'm not going to fuck around anymore. And I'm going to lift weights. And the way I'm going to lift weights is not going to be to just build muscle anymore. It's going to be to complement my jujitsu. And so my focus changed on having to be big all the time yeah. to getting better at jujitsu, which was, oh my God, it was beautiful for my health because I was able to take my laser like focus, my obsessive uh, compulsion, you know, uh, tendencies, and take them from trying to be big all the time. And just direct them to jujitsu, which was great. Yeah, you're trying to improve your movement now. Be- right, because what happened was is I stopped you know, eating so much craziness. I stopped lifting weights like an idiot. I stopped looking at supplements and pro-hormones so much because now I just I didn't mind if I lost some size, mm-hmm. if I can get better with jujitsu. So it was really the beginning of my you know, really having a better relationship with my body. Jiu-jitsu did that for me. Mm. And then I really focused and got obsessed with jujitsu. I was all about the movement. And I got a lot better. The difference between going twice a week and four days a week was dramatic. But there was a big difference in my training as well. Mm. When I lifted weights before, it was like uh, my resistance training didn't change 
from what how it was before, and it was always focused like on building all hypertrophy. Yeah, now, it was all. You have to feel like now you would be different, right? Totally different. Yeah, but I at that point uh, I was I was lifting weights like I had done before, and I just threw jujitsu into it. Which was bad because I, I it took away from my resistance training because I'm burning all these calories. And by the way, jujitsu is very exhausting, burns a shit ton of calories, and it beats up your body, especially in the beginning when you don't know how to move. Well, you when go, you spar, you do like max effort dude, bouts. You come home and you're just got fucking. You've got mat burn and gi burn on you, and you're tired, and you're you're just it's like you you can't sleep because you're so. It takes a year to really learn how to move your body so you don't fuck yourself up. Right. But at that point, I cut my resistance training down from five days a week to two days a week. So now I'm doing uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu four days a week and I'm lifting twice a week instead of you know two days a week of Jiu-Jitsu and five days a week of resistance training. Yeah. Now, because I'm only doing resistance training twice a week and because Jiu-Jitsu is my focus, my focus on my resistance training changes. So I realized something early on because at first I thought to myself like, okay, now I'm going to lift weights for Jiu-Jitsu. I want lots of endurance and stamina. So I'm going to lift weights like with a bunch of endurance and stamina. That's a mistake. <laughs> I started doing circuits. I started doing you know CrossFit style workouts this is before I knew what CrossFit was. So mm-hmm. it's just that style of. Well, throwing. you notice a lot of the guys in your jujitsu class did do CrossFit, and they, you were like uh, they did cautionary on. with that. Right? Yes, they did yeah. later on. Yeah. So I was doing circuits, and I was <clears throat> I was chaining exercises together, and I'm doing all these fucking box squats and crazy shit. Do you know? I had to. Pa- can I pause you for a second? Sure. This is a part where I think people don't understand too. Like I, I remember when we first started, like uh, people always would have this, like, "Oh, we, I understand you guys have this stance against CrossFit, like that, like we had this like thing against them." But here's here's why. And what, listening to you tell this story reminds me that I think at one point all of us have created programs not only for our clients we, but we ourselves. Understand, we understand the programming. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what I mean. And yeah. it's faulty. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's it's not that I'm, we're, we have like this like nose up in the air and it's like, oh, we're better than them. and that No, it's like I programmed this before yeah. and I saw what it did to hundreds of clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you've trained thousands you know of, of people and you yeah. ha- and you're and you've done all the and you've done all kinds of programs and created different types of workouts you understand that. And then when you apply it to hundreds of people and you see what it does, and then you apply well, it, it to yourself. Of, yeah, it reminds me of when we got competitive against other trainers for who yes. could come up with the most crazy, intense workout. Like that's very takes, much so reminds that me of that. That literally takes like two seconds of thought. Yeah. And yeah. and so it's just like mm-hmm. it's nonsensical. It's it's not taken into account. Uh, you know how the body responds yeah. and, and how you're you're improving yourself. What you're, 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 you're tra- just trying to create the most intensified experience in that moment that you can. You are training. You are you are creating a program for the sake of a workout, not the sake of the person. Yeah, absolutely. That's the difference. Is that you know there is nothing to say that these fucking workouts aren't fucking hard as shit and this of and that. But once you've done that and you realize like this is the ultimate goal is to take somebody who is getting involved in any sort of fitness modality, whether it be mm. CrossFit or Orange Theory or just a local training training box, whatever. Mm-hmm. The point is why they're signing up. They want to they want to better themselves. They want to become healthier. They want to become stronger. They want to become faster. They want to become fitter. Whatever their mm-hmm. personal goal well, is. Well, I feel like yeah, that, <laughs> that approach that approach very quickly leads you to high risk of injury, burnout, mm-hmm. body stops responding, 
and you have a high dropout rate. And they, they don't they don't publish their numbers, but I'd love to see yeah. what the dropout yeah, rate what the is. Turnover for that kind is of, yeah, the turnover is, right? So, so when talking about jujitsu, it's already an intensified, you know, cardiovascular type experience where you got a high level of skill, high level of body movement, mobility, all these kinds of things. So now how do you complement that in terms of strength? Training? Exactly, because at first my approach was I'm gonna train to build those attributes. So I'm going to train with stamina. I'm going to train with explosiveness. I'm going to do all these. And what ended up happening was my performance decreased in jujitsu because uh, I was burning myself out. And I'd go you know, grapple with someone and I'd be exhausted after five minutes. And I'm like, what is going on? And then uh, I had kind of a realization. And I thought to myself and I said, you know, all these different training modalities, all these different things that we do, I need to start thinking of them as tools. One's a hammer, one's a screwdriver, you know, one's a pair of pliers. And if you have a toolbox and if you want to hammer, if you want to put a nail into the wall, you use a hammer for it. You don't use, could I hammer a nail into the wall with a pair of pliers? I could. I could definitely figure out a way to use pliers to hammer a nail into the wall, but it's going to be far less effective than using a hammer. And that those pliers are really good at doing things that, that pliers were designed right. to do. Weights are really fucking good at getting you strong. Nothing will get you strong like weights. There is no form of exercise that will build pure raw strength like weights. That's their, That's what the tool is designed for. If you want to build endurance, do things that are tools that are for endurance. Now, in this particular case, I'm doing jiu-jitsu. If I want endurance in jiu-jitsu, guess what I'm going to do more of? Jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grapple more. So what I did with my resistance training is I used it for what it was designed for, for what resistance training works best for, which is to get stronger. So Mm -hmm. I backed off on the intensity and my resistance training sessions were designed around getting me improving and increasing my absolute strength. And so my lifts looked a lot like phase one of MAPS Red. Mm -hmm. And of course, I would phase in and out of it. So you could summon that kind of response that you needed in that moment. Because when I was getting my deadlift stronger in my you know one to three rep range, range, when I'd go to jujitsu, I would see the carryover and I'd get the endurance from grappling. If I wanted more endurance, I would just stay longer in matches and I'd go from one person to the next. And so the best way to train with resistance to complement your sport is A, you want to train imbalances, which I was always aware of. So make mm-hmm. sure it helps you prevent injury. And B, use resistance training for what it's good for, and that's to build strength. But the last point I want to make is this. Mm. When you get stronger with resistance training, it is very important that you do a high degree of skills training in your current sport. Mm-hmm. Because if I take an athlete, if I take a baseball player, a football player, a basketball player, a jiu-jitsu you know, player – if I take that person and I snap my fingers and I give them 15% more strength and then I have go, them go do their sport, for a, se- for a little while there, they're, oh, they're going to take a step back because now their they coordination's have- off. Yes. They're absolutely. off because yep. their timing is off. Yes. Their strength is important off. Their body. To note that. It's very important to note. So if, you take, if you're going to lift weights to get stronger, continue your skills training so that you can incorporate well, or translate that you know strength skill. You know what I love about your analogy with the tools? Like I literally look. So, and, and to, I know we have to kind of bring CrossFit up every now and then, but like with CrossFit, how I look at them, they are a Swiss army knife. 
So if I'm going to go for like a, a hammer to a nail, I'm going to pull out this little shitty, you know, hammer out of my Swiss army knife. And I'm going to tinker at that thing for about an hour to get that job done. <laughs> yeah. Because I've spread it out to all these other little fucking tiny performance gains that I got from my Swiss army knife. Very, very true. Boom. Um, very, very true. And the last question is. Well, before, I mean, to, to compliment uh, the jujitsu, I think, and this is why we created these these different programs and like, and, and we also created them with flexibility of modifications and things. So I would take someone like this and I would have them go through maps green. And while they're going through maps green, how I would organize the foundational oh, and the mobility oh, maps days, green would be perfect for yeah, this. maps green with, and the way I would organize it would be based around their level of jujitsu that they want to do. Like, so meaning that if jujitsu is your number one priority, well then a majority of our time, that's going to be foundational. So a lot of your, you know, on where you would be doing foundational work in green, a lot of that's going to be replaced by actual jujitsu, yeah. right? Because that's your main focus here. And then a lot of the mobility type exercises that we include in there is what you would do on the off days right. to not only help build strength, but also keep you mobile and multiplanar. I'll tell you what, if you're an athlete, um, whether it be jujitsu, uh, basketball, baseball, whatever, MAPS performance is 100% the program you want to use. And the way you would utilize it is... If you're doing a lot of training in your sport, so like four days or more a week, uh, maybe even three days or more a week of whatever sport you're into, then instead of doing three foundational workouts a day, do two. Um, and then do mobility on uh, as much as you want because mobility is not intense. It's good for you know uh, for uh, reducing risk of injury. Mm -hmm. The second note, if you're on MAPS performance, uh, phase four, you utilize in the off-season – do not utilize that during the season because phase four itself is very, very intense. And if you throw phase four in with your hardcore training, you run the risk of over overtraining. So, and I believe we've made notes in that. Like this is the, you know, building the bigger gas tank. This is something you want to do in the off season leading up to a season. The last part of the question, he wanted to know if I would ever compete or train again in jujitsu. Here's what I have to say about this. I have a pat, I have a love for jujitsu, this it, person didn't care about me taught, or Justin at all. Huh? This person didn't care about me or Justin at all. Well, they no. asked me first, and they said if you guys would ever do this. Oh, okay, we we're in. Oh, it, I see. It. Uh, I have a tremendous love for jujitsu. It taught me uh, some incredible lessons. The biggest lesson it taught me, and this is why I would fucking love for both you guys to do Brazilian jujitsu. The thing jujitsu did for me the most was it checked my ego. Yeah. So hard. I can because, see that. Are so you saying hard. that because we both have egos? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. You assholes. Not need to because go not this. because you have, have you guys have bad egos. Because in this particular realm of fight training or whatever, when you go in and you wrestle someone and you're going 100 percent because you're not punching right, you're not punching and kicking, so you can go as hard as you want to have someone fuck with you like you're a child, literally yeah. like yeah. you are a fucking child. You've never experienced this before, I guarantee because you're both big fucking dudes. Yeah. You've never wrestled against someone smaller than you that, that made you feel foolish. Mm -hmm. When you do that, it, it is a, such a growth tool. Like You grow as a man, as a person. You, you, you really, uh, it really develops a healthy uh, ego because you realize just how uh, vulnerable yeah. you are and you develop a, an incredible skill for uh, for the art of fighting and you see some of these guys fight and you really truly realize like I could take if I took a, a, a world class 140 pound Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guy and brought him in here and we put mats on the floor and we set up five minutes and your goal was just try and just pin him or do something to him 
within a five minute period, he he would put you to sleep. You know, if you wanted to, three four times in a row, it would. Be, and it's such an incredible feeling, like so demoralizing, but so character building to that have that I happen. Totally sign up. Yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, truth be told, and you brought this up before, I actually really would love to do this. I would yeah. love. To, you guys would be excellent at I'd it. I'd be all would, for it. I yeah. would love. I would love, love, love to do. If there was anything like that, I would get into as far as like uh, competitive with. And I don't know if you classify that as fighting because we're not punching each other, but. Uh, that's the type of fighting I would do now at this age because I'm not going to get in an MMA ring and get punched in the face right now. Like, no, that's, no, no. Not now. Maybe yeah. you could convince me 10, 15 years ago, but yeah. at this, <laughs> but I would love to do something like jujitsu or judo. I would definitely love to learn an judo, art like that. Judo, we'd all get hurt. Judo's way too explosive. Uh, jujitsu is beautiful. You can you can start on the ground, go. Can you still get hurt in jujitsu? Yes, but. If you go against like an a, like a like a high level uh, judo guy and you try and stand with him, he's gonna throw in your fucking head. And if you don't know how to fall, and you're big dudes, you're gonna hurt yourself on the ground. <laughs> Trust me, that shit hurts if you don't know how to fall right. But Brazilian jiu jitsu, I would love for us to all do some of it. It is so fucking awesome. All right, so sign humbling. us up. I'm yeah. down. All right, I'm down. Maybe we'll bring a coach in here to do it oh, for us. That'd be awesome. be awesome. Roll some mats out right here. We actually Let's once a week, once a week we have a guy actually come out. We'll, don't start, dude. I'm don't down, start. dude. On, put man. it in the budget. Let's do that. And Sign us up. Yeah. All right. If we After don't, that. it's Doug's fault. I'm just gonna put All it out right. there right now. All right. I'll take <laughs> the blame. <laughs> blame Doug. All right. Next up is B Bullet Zero Nine. Diagnosed with Crohn's a few years ago. How to eat for it and for gut health. So. It's funny because I'm glad we went this. I just had somebody message me about Crohn's. you know what's horrible. There's an epidemic that's happening right now that is not being addressed, fully acknowledged and addressed by the mainstream media. And I have my own, uh, you know, I have my own reservations yeah. with 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 the mainstream media. The mainstream media, all your major media news outlets, are controlled by a few corporations who are very very intricately intricately connected to. Our government, and they've been caught many, many times promoting bullshit, either to promote some kind of propaganda, whether it be pro-war or anti a particular, you know, you know, drug that they want to make illegal or whatever. There's a lot of stuff that they talk about to promote that's that can be very bullshit. And there's a lot of stuff that they don't talk about because they don't want it to come out. And one of them is the epidemic of autoimmune diseases. Yep. We are in the midst, mm-hmm. look it up. Look up the numbers. Look up the statistics. Every day I get somebody who inboxes me on one of my social media platforms that is talking about this, whether it's something they're directly affected by or someone who's close to them directly affected by it. And it's it's unbelievable who it's happening to because a lot of them are people that have been involved in fitness for the last 10, 15 years. There is, you can't just blame genetics because you no. also have to take into account that like these genes get expressed by you exposing it to certain factors. So. Yeah, no, no, no. Genetics, I'm sorry, is not the reason this is happening. Okay. Uh, it's no, no, I, no, no, no. It's part of the reason. No, no, no. Here's what the I mean. Epigenetics is true. Here, we no, understand this way more than what we understood yes, this. But here's what I mean by that. We did not all of a sudden evolve. To, to have, have all these fucking yes, problems. Yeah, but I just want to say that there's there there is that because somebody's going to say, "Oh my god, then, yeah. yes it does." No, like, no, no, yes, no, no, there no. is a role yeah. it plays, but it's not the only role. No, you're right. No, you're right. And it's not even the major role no, in this not. situation. It's not. Genetics genes have not changed dramatically over three generations. They just haven't. We haven't evolved that fast, but we have this epidemic, and it is indeed a massive epidemic of autoimmune diseases, which include things like food allergies. And for any of the parents that are listening right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about because I was in school not that long ago. I'm 38 years old, okay? When I was in school, 
I don't remember a single fucking person ever. Yeah. Not a sing- maybe one person that I can think of that had a like peanut allergy yeah. or some kind of an out out and out food allergy where they're had oh you know where God. today there's entire schools that are peanut free. Yeah. Most schools have a peanut or you allergen can't have free. Regular balloons because of the latex. Dude, and- if you go to if you go to a lot of schools nowadays, if not most, everybody's schools, living in a fucking bubble. When they have their lunch tables yeah. set up, one or two of the lunch tables are partitioned off to be allergen free. Crazy tables. It, there should be enough evidence for most people just to get that dude, right there. That didn't exist. 10, 15 years ago. Not like this. Not no. at this level. No. I mean, it existed, but it wasn't like this. Not, when we were kids, there was, there, there was nobody who had allergies in class. And if there was, it wasn't something that, and there wasn't enough people that we actually designated areas or made rules in the class. Like, Dude, that's there is now, crazy. there are now bills right now going out in state uh, legislatures, if not already have been passed, I think, in some of them, where they're going to require EpiPens to be put in classrooms now. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah, and that's one aspect of it. You have autoimmune diseases, all, all of them on the rise. Every single autoimmune disease you can think of is on the rise. Crohn's is one of them. Crohn's has grown exponentially over the last uh, 20 years. Um, diseases like uh, skin diseases, psoriasis on the rise, gut issues in general on the rise, uh, certain types of arthritis, you know, rheumatoid arthritis on the rise, like all these, these, these autoimmune issues have exploded. And there's a lot of theories as to what the culprit is. My personally, I believe it's a combination of a lot of these things. And here's the things that I think that are causing them. Number one, it is the overuse of antibiotics, I think, are contributing to this. And what I mean by that is the overuse of antibiotics in humans and in animals. Mm. And it's causing mm-hmm. this reduction in, uh, in variety of, uh, of uh, you know, uh, gut flora. and Healthy just, bacteria. Just overall bacteria that we're yeah. exposed to and that live in and on us. And they've already, they've already, there's already studies that have shown that the last three generations have less and less diverse gut floras and, and bi- microbiomes than the previous generation. So that's one of them. I think uh, we're being exposed to it. There's lots of tests that have been done on public water that find micro, micro amounts of uh, antibiotics in the water. And the argument is, oh, at that levels, it's perfectly safe. But again, how, how often and how long do you drink water for your entire fucking life? So over the course of 30 years or so, something, it's going to have an effect on you or your unborn children, I, I believe. Then there's also the introduction of, uh, you know, GMO type foods, which really didn't start hitting the market until the 90s. And in the 90s, the, the market penetration rate was very, very low. But within 10 years, their market penetration rate was very high to now, if you pick up a processed or packaged food, the odds that it's a GMO are anywhere between 70 to 90%. So the majority of packaged, processed, non-organic food is GMO. Now, why is that important? We have conclusively now found that the glyphosates that are used on GMOs, so GMOs are, or they're, 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 or they are, um, Genetically modified they're modified organisms. to withstand very high doses of synthetic uh, weed killers and insecticides. Okay, mm-hmm. so glyphosate's being one of them, uh, and so they're modified to be able to ha- take high doses. So you have all these crops, and you could just blast them with, 
you know, just herbicides. So that way, yeah, the bugs don't eat all of our shit. Not only that, but you kill all these weeds, but the plants themselves don't die. So it's right. super easy, right? Um, but what we know now is that glyphosate, glyphosate's number one, the World Health Organization has loosely connected glyphosates to cancer risk. Um, number two, we know that glyphosates have been shown to fundamentally alter gut flora. And I want to be careful with my words because there is no conclusive evidence that it's bad, but all the other science is showing altering your gut flora in a non-natural way is probably bad. So that's another thing. And if you look at the charts, well, again, that whole, so just so people know, I mean, th- that whole last 30 seconds of what you said is where all the, the other science, right? So, and it's mm-hmm. going to be great. We're about to have Lane Norton on the show. So you're going to yeah. see an example of a PhD that will take information. He'll combat that part. Yeah. Exactly. That will take that information because there's there's not enough conclusive evidence. So there's there's a problem right now is because you'll have Dude, one it's one so, side yeah, it's just, that will what, take. What do you the, want to lean on? Well, it's, they'll, it's, they'll, no, it's fucking. They'll skewed. treat science like the law, the law where it's like you're innocent till proven guilty. Dude, it's the right. it's a and it's fucking. It, to skewed. me, I feel like that doesn't apply when we're talking about our health and well being because. I would like a little heads up, or even if the majority doesn't agree with me yet, if a lot of people are starting to see this or notice something, I would I think that information should be shared, but you've got the other side that likes to battle with that because they they have other you, agendas. You have to place your own bets. Yeah. And at that point, like because it's not as conclusive, but you still have to place your bets in one side or the other. And so if you're placing your bets on a side that's like, um, well, what's not proven versus like, you know, like what, what intuitively you feel like look, may have maybe problematic, uh, you know, there's two sides to that. Look like, here. Look here. Bottom line. Here's the bottom fucking line. Every single month, there are several approved drugs that are removed from the market because new information comes out. And these are, by the way. Our FDA approval approval process for drugs is the most expensive and extensive in the world by far, by fucking far. It takes 10 years and over a billion dollars to take a drug from conception to approval if it gets approved. And yet every month there's several drugs removed off the market because they discover some fucked up thing. Look at Prilosec. Prilosec, over-the-counter, that's how safe they said it was. So great. Now we're connecting it to dementia and Alzheimer's, for example. The, yeah. They, so it's all, first of all, this shit goes wrong all the time. Number two, where's the money going? The money is going in supporting GMOs, not going against it, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Most studies, most of the studies done on GMOs. Well, because of efficiency. Of, and, and because that's where the fucking money is. Yeah, that's where people are that's buying their products. Where, that's where the money is. And number three, where are the... 50 and 100 year studies on these substances they don't exist no they don't exist well let me tell you something if you eat food like we all do and you eat food every day like you like we all do uh and you eat the typical american diet you're going to be eating for your entire life and if you're alive for the what's the lifespan now average 74 years it might not show up for 50 years it might not show up for 30 40 that's a long fucking time there's no study that goes that long that's the thing you want to consider. So when you have animal studies and you have other studies that are showing some problems, mm. you're better, in my view, my opinion, you're better, it's better off to err on the side of, of safety. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. Like we've evolved with natural foods, with non-synthetic chemicals, chemicals, excuse me. For hundreds for, of years. For hundreds of thousands of years, yes. for millions of years. Like I, I'm going to trust that now over 
Uh, GMOs have been on the market since the mid '90s. Right. The longest studies done are six months or a year. Not even it was like, like a thousand animals. year rule, right? Yeah, like I'm not like, like let's use let's milk, use, water, and like <laughs> wine. And it's bullshit. Coffee. It's bullshit. And the other one, by the way, is artificial sweeteners, which have not been in massive widespread use for that long. And by the way, uh, over 75 percent of the adverse, uh, excuse me, adverse chemical reactions that people will get with food, so synthetic components in food, over 75 percent of the uh, reports that go to the FDA for adverse reactions are due to aspartame. Aspartame. That's over 75. Any, If you take all the fucking complaints that go to the FDA when it comes to additives and food, over 75% to aspartame, which is an artificial sweetener that's deemed totally safe by the FDA. So for me personally, when you're dealing with autoimmune diseases, uh, what's more important than what you do, it's what you shouldn't do. Well, it's crazy. Like what I, you should so avoid. Take, you, check this out. This is, this is what's tough though. So I just got an inbox. I want to read it, and I'm, I felt I hope my boy. I'm not going to use names, so I don't get him in trouble. But I have to share the story with what we're talking about right now because this happened fucking yesterday. He he inboxes me, and he's he's a competitor, uh, a buddy of mine who uh, I know, and he's and he's telling me that he went to the doctor. Okay, so he competes right in men's physique, and his girl competes, so she's been on a competitive diet before. Uh, and he says, what's up? I want to talk to you about my girlfriend. She got uh, autoimmune issues and her doctor keeps trying her to throw her on a zero carb, high protein diet for a year. Every time she has a carb, she rea- uh, she reacts, uh, reacts, sets her. I don't know what he said there. It's insane. I went to the doctor with her and we argued. She sent me out. She did a traditional bikini prep and her stomach was fine. When she eats bad, she has sharp pains, bloating, headache, etc. Now me and her are arguing because every time she leaves the doctor, she's crying and I get pissed. Any chance you could talk to her on the phone or tell her, give her 10 minutes. Mm. I know it's better if a third party gives her some info, not her boyfriend, and see if you can understand why her doc is doing this and maybe explain to me. Dude, these problems are, it's like I said, it's exponential growth and I'm hearing it more and more and more from people all the time with Minor issues all the way to main issues. Younger people being diagnosed with some of these autoimmune disorders, than whereas before it was older people. Uh, cancer rates have increased. Now cancer, I believe, is on route to being the number one killer um, in uh, in America. And a lot of people will say, "Oh, that's due because people are getting older." No, when you count, when you start to you know control for that factor, we still have a, a rising cancer rate. We have a higher survival rate because our treatments are getting better, but diagnosing rate. Uh, is higher, even if you consider that we're finding them more because better, you know, technology, whatever. Cancer rates among pets has gone up. Okay, uh, this is also a statistic that uh, I read. Dude, don't give away my fucking ago. business idea, yeah. dude. There's a lot of there's a lot Damn. of shit that's that's going on. So here's step number one: you got Crohn's. Pay attention to what you shouldn't do first before what you should do. Here's what you shouldn't do: stop eating all artificial sweeteners, colors, dyes. Stay away from most or all. This is what you should do. Should, yeah, process like that's what I mean. Don't eat those things. Like, stay away from processed foods. Stay away from all supplements. Stay away from all those those things. That's number one. Number so, two. This is this is like number, right, right right away. Like, but there's a supplement that'll help no, me. Yeah, no, 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 it's processed no. and it's fucking said, artificial. Number number two. Um, avoid sugar and uh, uh, and gluten uh, and dairy. Those seem to be, and this is anecdotal, but there's a little bit of evidence to support it that people with autoimmune disorders respond very poorly to those three things, sugar, gluten, and dairy. So avoid those three things for now and take out any other foods you may think that you have an intolerance to. 
Now, the next step is... What you explain, okay, you know, let's stop, because I know I have someone specifically that's listening to you for this. You know, what do you mean by that? Like you, if what, you eat something, here's and some, you have an intolerance to people don't understand if they have an intolerance to something or not. Like, all right, here's some easy signs. If you eat something and you notice that you have any any signs of gastro issues, whether it be bloating, yeah, bubble farting, in your stomach, farting, burping, your stool changes, yeah, like heartburn, runny, really, yeah, yeah, heartburn, uh, anything like that, headache. Then then look for other signals: headache, brain fog. Then look for signals that take longer to show up. Acne or skin sleep. changes or sleep, like uh, like uh, you know, we identified some with my girlfriend. We eliminated them. Actually, peanut peanut butter for her. We eliminated peanut butter, and her skin just cleared up right away. Like she was having some issues here and there with her skin. She couldn't figure it out because she's really healthy. Eliminated peanut butter, skin was better. She reintroduced peanut butter just to test it. Sure enough, she started breaking out a little bit. Hundred percent peanut butter was her was her trigger. So mm-hmm. start identifying those things. Then look into the specific carbohydrate diet, which is being used quite a bit with people who have autoimmune diseases. And it, what it does is it eliminates uh, very common triggers. And what happens over time is if you, you have to be very vigilant, especially if you're in the midst of an autoimmune flare-up. you got to be perfect vigilant because your body is hyper well this is what hyper the, reactive this is right the doctor and this is where she got really uh, he said part of why she was crying and she was scared and she was frustrated is that you know the the doctor is telling her that she needs to be you know strict about this like no more carbs eat like this and so people freak out because he's like man she feels stressed that she's going to fail like i'm not going to be able to do this like what if i fail am i going to die or what's going to happen for this so a lot of people just have a hard time with that but really the reason why this is why they tell you you need to be because you're you're trying to alter something and that's not going to happen over you know five good meals not only or that two good but days. not only that but your body's uh, hyper reactive so what you'll find is you'll do good for uh, a month and then have a cheat day where oh I'm going to have some gluten or I'm going to eat some whatever and then symptoms just fucking come back all of a sudden um, and what Adam's saying it takes a while it takes a while before you start to feel like you're getting better so you might need to do this for a couple months. Before you notice that it's, I explain it with people like when you get these autoimmune issues, it's because you did something that wasn't good for your body for a long time consistently. So think, you know, before you're really, really good, you're probably going to have to do something really good, the opposite of that for a very long time to really reap all the benefits. Like you're not going to like for someone like me, I'm still dealing with this, like with my psoriasis. Like, I, ju- I just made another step in this journey for me literally like two days ago where now all my detergent, all my soap that I'm using is I don't have anything that has that antibacterial stuff. I have nothing with this sense. Everything's all organic and natural. So I'm like, if I'm rubbing the soap over my body, I'm wearing these clothes every day and I have something that's a skin irritation, let me try and add something that could be, you know, So and I'll now assess that, like what a difference that makes. Yeah. And I'll do these little things with my diet. Same way, it just takes fucking time. It takes time and you also want to, I mean, from a scientific standpoint, um, there's something called leaky gut syndrome, which is very common by the way, that's not a medically uh, accepted uh, term yet or problem, but more and more in the medical community are looking at it and taking it seriously. And the, and the theory behind leaky gut syndrome is that your gut gets inflamed, which it does. And because it becomes inflamed, it becomes more permeable. So things can perm- – because your gut – uh, your gut lining in particular is designed to absorb some things and not absorb other things. It's a barrier. Well, if it becomes inflamed, it redu- it loses its ability to – block out certain toxins. And so now things are leaking into your gut, into your bloodstream, and your body recognizes them as 
uh, as foreign invaders. And so it, 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 it creates an immune response. And that immune response presents itself in many different ways. Sometimes it's in a, in a very big way, like, like Crohn's disease. Other times it's smaller ways like acne or, uh, or something like psoriasis. So when you, when you fix your diet, when you're eating this way, first you fix it and then you got to give your gut time to heal and for the inflammation to go down and for the mucosa lining to rebuild. And it takes a fucking while. So uh, that's, the, that's the number one rule. That's the number one piece of advice I'm going to give you is do these things, be vigilant. It's going to take time. I hate to tell you this. I've worked with people where it took us six months to a year, man, before they really saw big improvements. I personally, when I dealt with my own gut issues and autoimmune issues, uh, I had to be perfect for like a year. Like well, Within that year, if I had a little bit of gluten, fucking huge flare-up. But here's the good news. After being consistent for a while, now I can throw them in every once in a while, and I don't have a reaction like I used yeah. to. So it's, it's like I've gotten to that point now, so it's going to take some time. But- Again, I want to be. I want to stress this. Like, if you have autoimmune issues, uh, even minor ones, okay, consider this: the thing that keeps you alive more than anything in your fucking body is your immune system. If you were, if you were to to, to become aware of the amount of foreign invaders and bacteria and viruses that you're exposed to on a daily basis, including amount of cells that try to become cancerous in your body on a daily basis, you would be you would be paranoid. You'd be uh, frozen with anxiety. It's a lot. Your immune system is what keeps you alive. If you have an autoimmune disorder, your immune system is literally yeah, you're it's our, a little defunct, and that I'll is tell you right not now, a good sign. That is the scariest thing for me. Like what mode? I'm so glad you said that because if there's something that secretly motivates me more than anything else to better my condition with psoriasis. Okay, so check this out. When it's I a first, nuisance, right? But well, if you just look at it like that, well, check this out. When I went and saw my dermatologist. And they, and I was asking all the different things that I could do for my psoriasis. They said to me, well, honestly, sir, uh, all the things that we have out there, as far as the medication, the steroid type creams, the light therapy that we do is, has more adverse effects to your body than what you currently have. So you're really a level one of what we would say in, in, in the psoriasis one to 10 scale on how bad it is. So at, at your best off, you're best off just utilizing this creams and basically getting used to having this and managing yeah, it. Yeah, just right? deal with it. Yeah, just deal with it. And I was just like, I was floored by this. Like I was not okay with it. And that's what made me start diving into it more and learning that it was connected to an autoimmune autoimmune disease and what types of ways I should be eating to, to help this and benefit this. And then I realized I started connecting it to, oh my God, well, if I'm weak here, then that means uh, a ba- some other diseases and bacteria are going to have an easier time attacking my body than a normal healthy body because I'm already at a disadvantage because I have an autoimmune disease. And I was like, fuck that. Like, that to me is the scariest thing ever is like I'm more susceptible to something like cancer than somebody who's got a super healthy, strong immune system because I'm being bombarded already by something like that scares me. And so that also motivates me to, to be on this search of all these little things I can do to help that. And that's why I said, you know, first and I and of course, I went through the nutrition first. I mean, that was the obvious was to start diving into what foods I should eliminate. And I think when I coach somebody that has an autoimmune like this, the first advice I give, because if you're you were eating all these things before just mindlessly and not paying attention to all of a sudden now you have 
got an autoimmune issue and you're like, holy shit, and you actually want to fix it. Like some people just say, fuck it, and they don't change anything. Like a lot of people, a majority of people don't realize the consequences behind it or don't give a fuck about it because it's not something technically that's going to kill you overnight. So you just say whatever about it and you go about your life. Like, And then you have your other group of people like, like myself who know they have this issue and they want to fix it and they're on this pursuit of, okay, what what can I do to better that? Well, when I coach somebody because I've been through this myself and I realize what a daunting task this can be because there's so many things and, and, and you got to be doing it for a lot. It's not like I'm going to just change one thing and I'm going to be better overnight. It's like I got to continue better practices on all these things that have now been connected or linked to making these this issue worse. And you start with food. I mean, you absolutely start with food and you start with, you know, these things like salsa, which was the exact same thing I responded to my buddy was get rid of the supplements, get rid of the processed foods, cut down on the sugar, you know, back off the carbs, increase the fats. Like, yeah, this was the the exact advice I said to start with that. And then you start manipulating and playing with things and allowing things in and out of the diet and really learning to. And this is what we teach all people, even if you don't have have an autoimmune issue, we're always trying to teach people to start connecting these dots because before you got an autoimmune disease, your body was probably telling you things just like it was telling me, but I I just fucking ignored them because I didn't know better. And and also understand this, like if your gut is really healthy, your ability, and I want to say this because this will motivate a lot of people and I'm not bullshitting, this is 100% true. If your gut is healthy, your ability to burn body fat, your ability to build muscle, your likelihood of being in a good mood, the way your brain operates, uh, you know, the way you recover, your hormone profile, all improve or are at their best or at their at the highest odds of being at their best if you have good gut health. So even if you're just motivated by aesthetics and I don't give a shit, I just want to look good and I'm only 18 and I feel perfectly healthy and fine, I promise you... If you make gut health one of your priorities, your aesthetics will benefit as well. Yep. And with that, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you'll get a free Mind Pump t-shirt. Also, turn this off. Go to YouTube right now. Did you know we post a brand new video every single day on YouTube? We're really the only people that do that. We're machines. You got to check it out. Mind Pump TV on YouTube. Subscribe. You'll get a free video every single day. And also go on Instagram and check us out at Mind Pump Radio. You can find my page at Mind Pump Sal, Adam's at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin's at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.